If your job is on life support, you need the job doctor. My brain is a walking database of thousands of case studies on how careers rise and fall. I'll help you diagnose what's really going on. It's the guidance you need to get back on track from someone who's been there. You can make the money you always wanted to make, doing the type of work you have always wanted to do. You may just need a little help from the job doctor. Hello, everybody. This is the job doctor. And today we are going to talk all things job hunting. And uh, this seems to be a really common area that people have a lot of questions on. And so our first caller today is Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. So Jeremy, apparently you must be calling because you are searching for a job. So I am currently unemployed. My last um, job uh, just wasn't a great fit for me overall. What kind of job was that, Jeremy? It was uh, e-commerce. Okay. And I was sort of like a site merchandiser. It was the end of February, okay. actually. So so you were let go from a job you didn't like or didn't feel like you were really good at in e-commerce. And are you trying to find a job then in a different industry, given that you don't like this? Yeah. So I've, I've thought about it a lot. And... It feels as though even though I haven't done anything um, with product marketing, I do have a little bit of exposure and experience with the companies that I have been at um, previously. Mm-hmm. I've tried to help out with the product teams and with product marketing and doing things there with the, with with two of the two or three of the companies. And it's something that it's interesting to me. But then even beyond that. A lot of the things I've read about product marketing, again, are, are very interesting to me. And it seems like that's kind of where, at least I can tell, my passion kind of lies mm-hmm. at this point. And so, as you said, it's, I, I'm, just trying to, I'm still trying to explore yeah. um, the areas. What, so, what was your master's degree in? My master's degree was just in business administration. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good start you're probably going to go a little backwards and pay if you're trying to get into product marketing because you aren't a product marketing person yet. You're somebody who wants to be and maybe has you know, dipped your toes in. So I want to yeah. make sure you have that expectation. You're going to go backwards to go forwards. There's a few ways to do it. You could start in a role that would be easy for you to get, like sales onboarding, for example. Sales onboarding mm-hmm. is it's going to pay around forty forty five thousand dollars um you help the client who purchases a product be successful in the implementation of that product. And that leads into relationship manager, account manager, program manager, which is a very close cousin to project uh, or product management. And so you could kind of go in a backdoor approach, uh, get the experience you need and build your resume as you go. Or you're going to start at a very, very entry level at a company more like an internship and you're going to go further backwards um, for a little while before you go forward. So I want to make sure your expectations are set correctly on that. You either need internships or you need to take some classes and bolster up your resume so that it looks like you speak the lingo, you know the, you know the lingo of this job and you're well prepared for it. Even though you've got the business administration degree, it's not, it's not product management. Do you have the luxury of time to be able to do that? And, and how much money do you need to bring in the door to pay your bills right now? Yeah, great question. 
Um, so I, I, I do feel like I have the luxury of time. The biggest issue at this point is just the stability of having income coming in and trying to figure out again, as you said, whether it's freelance with something else. Um, and then also with, um, you know, kind of starting, you know, a little bit backward, backwards with, uh, with, with product marketing. And I, I have even tried looking into like, whether it's internships or even like really entry level product marketing, but I have still kind of found that even that's, you know, really pretty competitive. And so I'm also trying to work on improving marketing myself as, as best as possible, just so that I can, you know, position myself so that, you know, I can be as appealing as possible. But overall, as you said, if, if I can kind of figure out a couple different factors of freelancing and kind of doing something with um, starting out more entry-level internship type thing, if I can kind of get some things together that all work together, you know, that that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your other question as far as like, I guess, income, like what would I need, I guess, to get by at this point? Is, is that something that you wanted me to kind of answer with as much transparency as possible or... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the the latest um, positions that I kind of been at were around sixty to seventy um, okay. thousand, and um, currently, so I'm on unemployment, which is obviously much lower than those things, and so we've had to cut cut back on costs and mm-hmm. um, expenses, and so I feel that. Like in, in some situations, I've even, you know, said all I'd be, you know, willing to, you know, go down to, you know, around 60,000 mm-hmm. if possible. But at the end of the day, it, it's got to be something that I can kind of um, and not throw my, my wife under the bus in any way at all. But it's got to be something that we both feel, you know, comfortable, you know, moving forward with. Right. And that it would be something that we would feel would be okay, you know, for the time being to to move forward with. So, well, okay. Now that I think I have a fair idea about who you are and what you got under your belt, here's, here's the reality. You haven't been a project manager. Uh, You need to make enough money that you're going to have to bolster your resume to even begin to play in this field. And because you were let go the last time, you've got that to overcome. What I'm going to recommend to you is that you go to either Coursera or you go to Google, both which offer really great certification courses in product management. They're not like one year long courses. They're like courses you can take in a couple of weeks. Employers like them, because, especially Google, because when you take the course, you have to take a test and, it, and you get a certification that says you know how to do certain things, unlike just taking an online course that you could have snoozed through. So, I want you to go to Google and I want you to take the project manager course. It's going to help create some credentials on your resume that are really important. You may want to, because you've got SEO as well, you may want to also augment it with the social media marketer certification on the Google courses as well. Those two things begin to build the kind of a resume that show people that at least you have a basic set of skill sets around this. And you will also learn in taking those classes if it's something that you like or could like. And the third thing I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to really weigh the, the size of company that you're going to thrive in the most. So let's talk about that for just a second. Small companies, you wear a lot of hats. You get to try a lot of things. People give you a ton of latitude. 
but not a lot of direction. Big companies, companies, uh, usually your job's very niche and very, very specific. There's usually more tied down and more specific about the way you have to do your job. Which of those two environments do you think you'd thrive in the most? That is a good question. Um, it feels like I've kind of been with, I, I've mostly been uh, with the in-house with the the larger companies where there's, there's a lot more of a structure there mm-hmm. and you're not wearing as many hats, but I feel with that, the, the bigger one, I'm a little bit more limited as far as what I'm doing and you know what, what I can do. And so it almost feels like I would want to go with, with um, a mixture of like a startup mm-hmm. and like a medium sized company where I, I, I have more growth potential and more areas to move around in. Yeah. What a small uh, company will do for you. you. You've hit the nail on the head. They'll let you play in lots of different areas. So if you're just a little bit off and project management isn't your jam, a hundred percent, you're going to find that you get to play in other areas and can kind of create and carve out a niche for yourself in an area that might be in the same family, but slightly different. And so that's a really positive thing. I'm a real proponent of working in a small company first so that you can wear a lot of hats and be exposed to how stuff gets done and experiment yourself, especially if you're not a hundred percent sure that your career paths perfectly like the perfect thing. Um, The bigger companies you're right. You're going to be put into a box and the way that you do things um, is going to be much more prescribed. And for somebody who doesn't do well with experimentation, they don't like the bigger companies because they are feel kind of held back. But from what you're describing, I would go smaller, meaning less than 800 employees or so. And I would take those courses and begin to build the right resume for somebody to even be interested in hiring you. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So uh, where do you want to go next on this? Do you want to go on resume or do you, uh, how you position yourself or, or more towards the career specifics? Um, it feels like right now in my, in my job search and kind of my cell searching of what I want to do and what I you know, need to do and what I'm trying to do that I kind of need help in, you know, various areas because, you know, after a while in unemployment, you kind of, you get beaten down so much that you're just like, you know, I'm, I'm, what am I doing wrong? Like I, you know, I need to figure out how to do things right. And so it feels like, you know, possibly some resume help, but then also on top of that, just a little bit of, um, just, you know, like career guidance, which it feels Mm -hmm. like you've already kind of, you know, given me, um, some of, well, a bit of. I'd be willing to bet. I'd put a Benjamin down on the fact that your resume probably is not as focused as it needs to be, only because if you're not focused in the way you're describing the career you want and what you have mm-hmm. to offer, your resume clearly is not going to be focused. So if I looked at your resume yeah. right now, it probably feels a little bit like scattershot. The first thing I would do on your resume is that first third of your resume and even your LinkedIn profile has to be gold. And by gold, Mm -hmm. it has to hit every high point of the job you want. So you're creating the value proposition for yourself. So once you take those courses, you're putting them on your resume, and you're going to say, I'm the guy you would hire if you need blah, blah, blah. And you've got Mm -hmm. to say, what's your special sauce? So right now I know SEO is a special sauce. Um, It's something that you do really well. What's something else that you do extraordinarily well? So besides SEO, 
um, something that I've been, that I've been trying to experiment with is, um, a few months ago, several months ago, I started a, a blog having to do with product marketing and I've been trying to explore, you know, writing about and analyzing, um, you know, companies and products kind of from like a B2C okay. perspective, which I didn't even realize I was doing at the time, mm-hmm. but that's something that I'm not sure how well I do it, but I get a, I get a lot of satisfaction out of doing it. And it kind of feels like ideas floated me really, really quickly. And mm-hmm. once I sort of flesh things out, it's really quick and easy for me to get everything out on, you know, on paper, so to speak. And so that's kind of something that I, okay. I feel I do well out, even though I haven't actually done it for a, a job yet. Okay. Well, what I like about that is you're starting to create a story about who would hire you if you knew your company mm-hmm. that is a uh, company that's trying to get traction with B2C products and needs help with product positioning and uh, needs help with SEO work and how to use digital and digital marketing to gain traction with their products that you may be the guy to hire. Now, I'm just, that's just from what I've heard. If we spent a half hour mm-hmm. together, we could probably come up with a really succinct you know, a couple of sentences about when you would hire you and what kind of person you are. But um, what you've got to do on that first top of the resume is really say, I'm the guy you'd hire if you're this size company that needs this service to do this thing. And once you can define that, then you go to uh, professional highlights next. And because you've had a varied career, but not a lot of experience in just one title, you might be able to come up with a couple of really strong highlights that show that you understand this space or show that you understand um, how to get traction there. And if you don't, then you go to skills. Instead of professional highlights, we'd go to skill sets. And you would highlight those courses that you just took. And then you would take your the job descriptions you're interested in, take a look at them, and you're going to, I call it lift and shift. You're going to lift and shift them into your resume without lying. I don't want you to lie, but take the ones that feel true to the things you've done, you know, adjust them slightly, but you want your resume to look as much like the job description as possible, because then it begins to feel like this is a guy who knows my world. And for people who don't have tons of experience in the field they're in, the best thing you can do on the bottom of that resume is use the real estate to do LinkedIn. I call it LinkedIn style recommendations from people. So finding Mm -hmm. one to two sentence recommendation from someone you've worked with, a customer, a client, one of your internships, whatever it is, to say, this guy rocks it. He knows what he's doing. Because it's a proof point, even if you don't have the experience, that you're going to be able to translate and do the job. So then you start to build the kind of resume that looks like the right resume instead of looking like you're just throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So my takeaway for you on resumes, go find a couple of job descriptions that look like the dream job for you and really start to analyze them and see what's on there. See if you can get the skills and certifications through some quick classes, take those Google classes and then begin to build the right resume. And I think you'll find that all of a sudden that resume is going to transform into something that's more interesting to an employer and it's going to help you get some traction on your job search. Gotcha. Nice. And then one quick follow-up question about some of those courses. Are, the, are those usually offered for free? They have a small cost to them, I believe, uh, on Google. Okay. But they, okay. they are so much more respected over like a LinkedIn free course that takes, you know, 45 oh, minutes okay. to take because they do have the testing. 
at the end to say, does this person have the skill set? So I'm finding employers are like, yep, that's, that works. If it's, it may not be the education, the four-year education, but it's something that actually, you know, holds weight with an employer. Okay, great. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a really, really smart, good idea. So I like that. Okay. Well, will you check back in with me after you've done some of those things, taken some of those courses and redone your resume? I'd like to hear yeah. where you end up and, and uh, I fully expect that you'll have a little bit more traction and feel like you're getting a little further ahead than you are right now, not spinning your wheels so much. Yeah, I hope so. I'm feeling optimistic about this. And I really, really appreciate the time. Great. Jeremy, we are so glad that we had you on today and know that some of the challenges you have are so much like so many of our listeners who are trying to pivot into a new area and realizing that what they're doing, they don't like. So I think that uh, you're speaking in behalf of a lot of people right now who are having similar problems and uh, we appreciate the call. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again. I appreciate it. If you like my podcast, you will absolutely love my book. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success, Navigating Pay, Promotions, and Power at Work. I wrote it because I could see that people didn't understand why some people got ahead and some people's career stayed stagnant. So if you're interested in building a more frictionless career path for yourself and having a better experience with work, this is a book that you need to have. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success. You can buy it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or go to my website at thejobdoctor.com.